Get ready to listen. Okay, next question. Get ready to listen. Block by Block Chicago. Block by Block Chicago. Block by Block Chicago. You are listening to Block by Block and Lumpen Radio audios from Chicago Cultural Center. What kind of art do you make? So my graffiti name is Nine, but I spell it in Spanish, so you pronounce it Nueve, N-U-E-V-E. Nice. Uh, how old are you? I'm 20. I was introduced to graffiti when I was 13, about to be 14, and it all started kind of funny. I just met like a friend that um, used to do graffiti, and he found out that I was able to, that, that I can draw. So he was like, oh, well, why don't we just find you a name and you can start painting with me. So it kind of just started like that. Um, we actually never got to paint together, but I started meeting other people that um, that like doing graffiti and I started painting with them. So cool. What kind of art do you like to do with graffiti? So I, I try to do other stuff besides graffiti too. Like I like drawing portraits of people, especially animals. And I like to go for like the abstract look. I'm nothing too like, um, formal, I guess. I like it kind of like colorful and messy and just weird. So I try to do something like that with my letters at times. I don't try to just go for the regular basic letters so I could just throw my name out there. I try to have fun and try to explore as I'm doing the piece. Um, what kind of, what area do you like to do it in? Definitely in the south of Chicago, I believe because I grew up there. The first time I ever painted was near the Orange Line. Um, I don't know if you're familiar with that. I've heard of it, but I'm like never been on. Yeah, that's the only line that goes like only south, because the red line runs south and north, but the orange line is the only line that just goes south. So I would always try to, I would, the first time I think I painted here, there was like by Midway. Uh, um, do you only do words in your graffiti, or do you also like to do like art and pictures? So I've been trying to develop a character, but it's a little bit of a task to put it on a wall with spray paint because it's a lot different than um, doing a letter. Because when you're doing a letter, you're doing a shape, you're filling it in. But when you're doing like a character, you have to add like details and like make it pop out. Shading and stuff. Shading, um, outlining. Takes a lot of time and effort. Right, and a lot of practice and can control. So, um, and you also have to have the right materials, right? Like you can have spray paint and one cap and that's not going to help you because the caps matter because they have different sizes and they're used for different things. Does it, has it ever taken you like more than a day or like more than one sitting to finish something? Oh yeah. So usually if I take one day to finish something, it's probably really rushed and really crappy. But um, if I actually want to do something really nice, I have to take at least five days to finish it. And that's not like I'm working on it all day. I usually work like like three hours every day if I'm actually doing like a canvas piece or something but um, with graffiti it's like something that you have to do like really fast because you know it's not something you're supposed to be doing so I guess sometimes that's why I don't try to put all my effort into a piece because I just want to get it done and compared to when I'm at home in a canvas I could put more time in it. Have you ever gotten in trouble or gotten arrested? Yeah actually yes Kinda, right? So this is what happened. We, I went to um, a suburb to buy spray paint because we can't buy spray paint in the city of Chicago. And I remember that I was with two of my friends and we had all just bought paint. We had at least six cans each. So yeah, we had about like 18 in total. 
and we were like okay before we leave the area let's go under this bridge um because you could see it by the e-way and we we're like okay let's go so we went and literally when we were preparing our cans like we were shaking them putting the caps right before we sprayed the wall some narcs came up through the highway and they stopped us right and we just looked at each other like we just need to face what we just got into you know so at the end the guy couldn't really arrest us because um or they the hadn't cop. actually done anything yet right right that's where we were both like ah you know but he ended up taking all of her paint all of it and i was like trying to tell him like i didn't even open my paint can i keep it he was like no like either you keep it and i take you or i let you go and i take the paint and i was like okay yeah i'm just gonna i'll take that but one of my friends was being smart about it and that's not very smart when you're you know when you're you about got to get caught. in trouble right a, so, a narc right so you always want to be respectful when you encounter like trouble um things i'm just gonna guess that narc is police yeah so yeah i'm sorry i should have explained it, that. it's fine yeah I'm, so I'm they're basically kidding. for like narcotics but they're um, just patrolling the city in general so they're they can do the task of a cop right like if they want to stop you they can stop you and if they want to call for like backup and get an actual like police officer or perhaps sheriff depending what the situation is they can do that as well but their focus is narcotic uh one last question how much do you think like per week that you spend on spray painting and stuff well lately i haven't been spray painting because i paint legally um murals in the summer so that keeps me from like getting in trouble so usually right now this time of the the year like fall is like considered painting season because you know you have your hoodies you're, you're covered and no one can see your identity and it's not really hot a lot of people are indoors so it's like a good time to paint but um lately i think i've only painted like three times um since september when we paint when i paint murals in the summer we start from nine in the morning to two o'clock and we're just painting murals and it's pretty cool because I'm relaxed and I'm outside. So I'm just like in my zone, feeling the air, the weather, the nature, the people coming by, asking you questions, seeing like the animals. And when you're doing graffiti, it's usually at night. So again, like you have to rush, you have to be careful because you can encounter all types of things when you're painting, right? Like, I, like the last time I went painting, I, I encountered like a homeless person. And right, and we were in an area where there was a lot of homeless people sleeping, so we had to make sure that we were respectful of that as well. And they were totally fine with us painting, they didn't care, but it was more like intense because you never know if that person like can leave and like snitch on you or anything like that. So it's a lot more relaxed to paint murals in the summer. Mm -hmm. Thank you, that was very interesting. Thank you. You're listening to What Kind of Art Do You Make? Hello, what's your name? My name is Rory. Why are you here? Um, I'm here because I was uh, doing some documentation of um, a performance upstairs I did artwork for. And then I'm really vain, so I came over to check out my show over here too. What kind of performance are they doing upstairs? Um, they're doing um, auditions for record companies. How long have you been like, have you done this like multiple times? Yeah, it's my second um, year doing the, the backdrop for it. So you just like paint, you paint backdrops and like create sets or? Um, actually, no, I just no. do um, digital work, it's like on the computer, uh, I do animation, yeah. Do you spend like a lot of time on the computer? Yeah, probably too much time, but um, not as much as I would like, which is funny. Not as much as, not, not as, much as millennials.
Oh, you know, like, not as much as moms. I'm a mom, so, like, um, I, I don't really have, like, a lot of time to devote to doing the work that I How do many kids do you have? I have two. How old are they? Um, one is uh, about ready to turn nine, and the other just turned two. How long do you think it takes you to create each, like, backdrop or digital project? Um, like, that's a really hard question, because um, you have the initial phase where you have to kind of do brainstorming for what something looks like, and then once you do that, you kind of, like, have, um, you know, something to work off of, and it takes you a lot less time, so it kind of depends. When did you start getting into the idea of doing all the digital work? I don't know. I mean, I guess it started, like, probably when I was in high school, so a very long time ago. Um, I started being interested in computers and creating art with computers and then, like, kind of forgot about it. I came back to it after I graduated from college the second time, so many years later. Did anyone help you discover that hobby? Um, no, it was something I kind of picked up on my own. Yeah, just being inspired by other artists I saw. Earlier you mentioned, um looking at other artists, is there any specific role models that you think very highly? Um, S. Devlin, uh, I'm probably pronouncing her name wrong, but she does these really amazing backdrops for like artists like Kanye. Like, she does Kanye. a lot of like, really wonderful installation work. She's really amazing. Have you ever, any, ever done anything like that? No, but I would love to. That's what I'm working towards. Uh, what kind of like music or artist would you like to do that for? Um, you know, I haven't really, I guess, actually, I have, like, Calm Truths, he does electronic music. Someone like that would be fun to work with. That would be really cool. Why do you think you would like trying to do that kind of music? Um, well, you know, I listen to electronic music when I work, and so uh, it's something that kind of feels like, um, I don't know, related to what I do and something that goes well for what I do. And do you like, like, creating backdrops for that kind of, like, geometric kind of layout and design? Yeah, I'm into patterns. Yeah, patterns is what I am, I primarily focus on. When did you realize that you really liked patterns? Um, I think for my entire life, but I think it was just something that I realized could actually be art and something and like that. Like did, uh, digital design and stuff? Yeah. Did you take like a class like that in college? Um, yeah, I started taking commercial arts classes like in high school and then like I did design classes in college and then I went to art school. You are listening to Block by Block and Lumpen Radio audios from Chicago Cultural Center. I'm Deanna Gross and I am Emma's older cousin. I'm Melody Lopez and I'm Emma's uh, best friend. (laughs) I'm Emma and they're going to be interviewing me. (laughs) Okay, so we're supposed to talk about your future. Okay. You're 14? 13. 13, and I knew that. <laughs> of course. <laughs> Where do you see yourself after college? I kind of want to be a neuroscientist. Yeah. So, yeah. Why? Because it seemed interesting, and I didn't know what it meant, so I looked it up, <laughs> and then it just seemed cool. So, what about it seems cool? What attracts Just the studies about it. It seems cool to know more stuff about the human body. What got you interested in that? The internet. The internet? Yeah. Was there, anything? The internet. Yeah. <laughs> Was there anything in school that kind no. of like prompted your interest? No, just nope. scrolling on your phone one day? Yep. <laughs> nice. Okay, so now that you know what you want, mm-hmm. 
where you're heading, how are you going to get there? College. Just work hard. Saw that. How are you doing in science right now? I mean, it's not hard. Yeah. We're just working on science. It's physical science, so. Emma, where do you see yourself living? Do you uh, plan to move? I want to move, but every other place just seems weird. Like, if you travel down there, it just seems, like, unfamiliar, which is kind of cool. So, like, Indianapolis or something. And Chicago's got everything yeah. that you really need, school-wise. Mm -hmm. So, have you looked into any schools that you want to go to after high school? IUPU yeah. seems interesting, or, like, Pensacola. Yeah. I don't know. <laughs> What's something that neither of them know about you? <laughs> okay, um, I don't know. You probably don't know a lot. I'm failing history. <laughs> um, you probably don't know this. I got 25 demerits for cursing. <laughs> I think we all, we all got it. Yeah. Um, it's like <clears throat> there are like marks against you. Yeah, it's like you get fifty demerits, you get suspended, you get seventy five. I think you get expelled, or like suspended for two days. And if you get like a hundred demerits, you get expelled. We go to public school. Yeah. We don't do demerits. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, do, do demerits ever clear? Like yes. at the end of a? I think yeah. so. At the end of the semester. Okay. Yeah. It takes a lot, so. <laughs> Why are you failing history? Do you not like it? Um, no, it's kind of just, like, everyone's kind of talking. Like, there's this group of guys that sits behind me to my left, and they're always talking and joking around, and it's like I can't really focus. Well, what's your favorite class in school? Recess doesn't count. <laughs> um, typing. No. Like typing. Typing's pretty fun. Hmm? Yes. Yes. Of course. Yeah. Happy birthday to you. Happy birthday to you. Happy birthday, dear Emma. Happy birthday to you. Yay. Thank you. What does that mean to you? Oh, it doesn't mean a lot. Like, I don't feel any different. Mm -hmm. <laughs> <laughs> You're listening to What Kind of Art Do You Make? A production of Block by Block and Lumpen Radio. My name is Eliza. I'm here with Marcella, and Marcella is learning about something really interesting in school. I'm George, but you won't notice me. George is my producer, <laughs> and Marcella, I was hoping you would tell me what you're learning about in school. I'm learning about child labor in our information writing um, unit in writing, and uh, one of the topics was well, one of the topics was this kid named Iqbal Masih. Oh yeah, we we were, we did that. He was. No, it's not. It's my C. What? Yeah. Well, that's what Ms. Victor said. He was in child labor for. Because his parents sold him 
for twelve dollars um, because they had to pay off a loan for his older brother's wedding, and he was only four years old, and he worked for six years, making um I think it was like tiny knots for carpets, like Pakistani carpets. Tiny knots. Yeah. Oh. And then he escaped, um, with the help of a labor organization, I think. But he was, he made speeches against child labor. He had a campaign against child labor, and he went around Pakistan, and then he made some speeches in the U.S. and in Sweden, I think. But then he was killed. Um, I think they, he was murdered because of his campaign against child labor. And then another thing I learned was on child labor, on cocoa farms, there's child labor, and some companies that run these cocoa farms are like chocolate companies, like, like Hershey's. Mars and yeah, like Hershey's and Nestle and Mars. And so, yeah, and so for Halloween, I just I remember this, and I was so I was looking for um, like candies that were made by those companies, mm. and Butterfingers is made by Nestle. Oh. Do you like Butterfingers? No. I hate it. It's an easy thing to give up. <laughs> what was it like for you, Marcella, to, and, and also you, I guess, George, to like learn about these kids? Well, we're doing, we're, well, we look at pictures because we need them for our information books, and they're like really depressing. Yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. They're so I depressing. Mm-hmm. But like, I don't know. I think it's cool that you were like, all right, how do I like eat candy without paying people who employ children? What do you think is the appropriate age for someone to get a job? Like, what's the youngest you should be before you can get a paying job? I don't know. In Pakistan, I think like ten. Ten. In okay. Pakistan, they made a law that mm-hmm. it would, you had to be fourteen, but they're not really enforced. Mm-hmm. You should be legislation. Do you know what it is in Chicago? Um, I think it's fifteen. Mm-hmm. It's fourteen where I grew oh. up, but ten. In Chicago. How old are you, George? Well, so you should have a job. <laughs> I should have a paying job. A paying job. Well, hopefully they'd also pay you well, right? Because like what I'm hearing you say is... They get paid... Oh, well, Nothing. Kids that get paid, that, like, that's um, one out of six kids in child labor get paid. And they get paid around three cents a day. What? Yeah. What can you buy with three cents in Nothing. Chicago? Nothing. Not even penny candy? Nope. No that's thing. like 10 cents. That's ridiculous. Yeah. That's really sad. That's really harsh. I wonder how they live on that. Do you learn about how they live on that? Um, they, no, I just learned that a, a reason for child labor is family tradition sometimes. Mm-hmm. Because... So it's a, it's a tradition to enslave your child where they get no money. Or sell your child, right? Like that guy. Or like... Yeah, this, one, this is a good one. Or like to work in the fields, I think. It's a tradition, like, after you turn a certain age. You gotta work. But again, I'm so surprised that Hershey makes business. All right, I'm ready to stop because we're about to have new uh, friends. Okay, cool. cool. Bye. 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 You are listening to Block by Block and Lumpen Radio Audios from Chicago Cultural Center. What kind of art do you make? So I'm here at the Cultural Center with... Ivy and Regin. Regin. And Samuel is our producer. So today we're going to ask him some questions about what art he does and about his artwork. 
So, what kind of art do you do? I do a lot of different kinds of art, but um, I thought maybe I'd focus mostly on books because that's the one project that I've got working on currently. So I can talk a little bit about the projects that I've been working on. Why did you choose to do books for your project? Well, you know, it came out of this, this sort of long-standing tradition. You guys are probably familiar with artists keeping sketchbooks, right? Mm -hmm. Sometimes yeah. you don't necessarily even have to be an artist to keep a sketchbook, but. I always love keeping sketchbooks because I like to record ideas, I like to keep journals, and then when I was in college, I actually learned how to bind my own books, and that became really exciting for me. So some of the books that I'll show you today are uh, all hand-bound, so I learned how to make them, and then that changed the world for me. So what do you like to draw? Well, I like to draw. I like to draw uh, a lot of different things. Um, sometimes. It's tough because, I, like I said, I like to draw a little bit of everything, but I used to draw a lot of uh, words, you know, just like drawing text and letters and kind of stylizing them. Um, but I also like to draw landscapes and things that kind of surround me in my environment, so it, it varies a lot. What do you draw with? Do you paint as well? Yeah, I use a little bit of everything, but mostly just the standard one. This is my favorite drawing tool just because it's uh, it's not like a pencil or you can think about erasing things. You know, I like things that are permanent, so um, once I make the mark, I deal with it. Okay. You guys use Sharpies or markers and things like that? Yeah. It's similar, so like yeah. you put it on the paper, it doesn't, you can't really change it. You're like stuck with it. Yes. <laughs> and you have to make it something new, too, probably. Exactly. Yeah, and that's always exciting Uh, this is 128 pages. Wow. Yeah. So, I see a lot of kind of those design-ish words, fonts. Yeah, that's a really good uh, observation. You know, I've always seen mm -hmm. words as very design-oriented. So, these words that you see are all printed, right? So, yeah. things like these are boarding passes. Yeah. A lot of these are printed with specific typeface and fonts right from the computer and then a lot of my own personal handwriting in this book I'm sort of removing some of those words and giving it its own you know special space and like you said before like I don't see anything in pencil like everything's permanent right <laughs> mm -hmm. yeah yeah it's true I think a lot of it has to do with well first of all I like the ink because it's it's very dark so yeah the, the contrast on the page and then when you start to draw on Things like glossy photographs or things that are printed from magazines, it, it writes directly on it. Yeah. Why do you have collages in here? Um, I think mostly because I want to collect things, and there's no other way. You know, if they weren't glued down, they would all just <laughs> scatter about. And, and I see these pages as containers of sorts that will hold you know, things like photographs and ticket stubs and you know, um, all sorts of little post-its and things that people give me. So I collage it mostly just to keep it a little bit more permanent. Yeah. So like all together. And then, you know, the other thing I love about books is each page is it's, it's about layering. So yeah. when you're talking about collage, I'm gluing things down as one layer. Then I'm drawing on top of it. 
sometimes painting. And everything's sort of random here. It is. Yeah. <laughs> so you said this book is 20 years old. Is it your oldest book? No, I have uh, much older books from when I was in high school. Actually, I was looking at, is that how was book? It's somebody else's book, but yeah, the, you know, these black sketchbooks that, that I see a lot of art students carry. I had several of those when I was in high school. You know, something about those books, I, I always was intimidated working in them because they were so you know, perfect and so many blank pages. <laughs> I always felt like I had to finish them. And then I learned how to make my books. I, I came to the conclusion that there were no rules. So do you look back, like, at your first pages? Sometimes, yeah. I think that's one of the nice things about keeping in books, you know, like uh, uh, a shelf full of uh, resources, like an encyclopedia or a dictionary. You guys probably don't even use encyclopedia anymore. But, you know, you just look online. <laughs> and well, that's the thing that when I was a little kid, I used to always look at the photographs and photo albums. So I used to always enjoy pulling things off the shelf. Thank you for bringing and showing your work. Thanks. Thank you. Thank you for listening to What Kind of Art Do You Make? And now, what do you see? Or you could like make, you could like draw a picture about how you feel, or write a poem about how you feel, and just express yourself in your own little way. Art is like passion and feelings, and expressing yourself and your emotions and stuff like that. Art is your thoughts and how you feel inside. I like the um, music room best because like they basically saying that um, music is part of art, and yeah, like that's the best way to express yourself. <laughs> I say art is through a life. It can tell a life story. How somebody live or where they come from. We went to some area, it was talking, it was like, it looked like a jungle. And I guess they were talking about history or something about the jungle. Then we went to another uh, place about art, it was talking about the freedom in Chicago and stuff like that. Then we went down the hall and it was talking about uh, state on 27 in Chicago and stuff like that. I like the, uh, the room we went to, the Chicago room, with all the different like arts that people made, it was like, I seen like um, a bunch of lamps, like they was making like a, a little building shapes, and it was plugged up. And then I seen the big, a lot, like a lot of pieces of cardboard built into like a shape of a snake. That's what I like. My group, we have went to that. It's a gallery, but it's like uh, it got leaves around it, and we listened to the kids. They, I guess, they did a podcast, and we listened to them, and they was talking about how they how 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 the art looked to them. So I actually liked it because it was like the jungle, basically, and they put a lot of art together. Well, I'm going to say art is more of an like, expression of how someone feels at the time because people are going to do different things to determine on what they feel. Well, I learned that art could be on anything. Like, we was watching a video on the, on the TV. It's about this, this 12th grade. He was in high school. He was a senior, so he was doing little arts like different um, designs on the, on the orange, yeah. And I liked it there. What I learned is you have to know what questions to ask, and you also have to know how to answer the questions that you're being asked. 
Thank you for listening to What Do You See? This audio piece was created during the series Conversations, conducted in the Learning Lab at the Chicago Cultural Center. Audio produced and distributed by Block by Block, Lumpen Radio, and Youth Participants. This program, including workshop, broadcast, and podcast, was supported by a year of Creative Youth Microgram from Chicago's Department of Cultural Affairs and Special Events.